Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Thursday, July the 30th, 2020. As always, I give thanks to God for you for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, all of whom are connected to you. I truly thank God for just the privilege and the honor um, to pray uh, with you all whenever you find time to listen. You may not always listen on necessarily that day, but it doesn't matter because I believe that whatever, whenever, and however you listen, then it is meant for you to listen at that time. Um, It's been such a blessing to pray about David and Saul in these relationships um, and just meditating on the word of God and the revelation that comes uh, from that. I'm going to be paraphrasing again today. Uh, I did read the word, meditated on the word, uh, prayed kind of at home. And in, in, in my personal time, uh, there was another, a, a revelation that the Lord had given me, and that was the blessing to stay. There is a blessing in, in staying in a relationship where it is difficult. And, uh, and this is all in 1 Samuel chapter um, 18. And so uh, I'm going to paraphrase and then I'm, I'm going to tell you what God given me and then we're going to pray. So um, we had read the fact that, you know, that, that Saul kept a jealous eye on David and that he really began to uh, be jealous of David. The forceful spirit came upon Saul and he tried to pin David to the wall. After that, uh, Saul becomes more fearful of David because the Bible says, he said, he becomes more afraid of David because everything that David did, David had success. Everything that David did, David had success. Um, when it came to the things that Saul asked him to do. So as we read on in chapter 18, Saul tries to get David to marry his first daughter, his oldest daughter. Um, but but David doesn't want to marry her because he reverences the king. And the Bible talks about how he, he thought, oh, you know, to be the king's son-in-law, like he really didn't, and I'll paraphrase, really didn't consider himself worthy like to be the king's son, son-in-law. But Saul had, he, he had a plan. He wanted David to marry his daughters. Or one of his and one of his daughters because he wanted to give him over to the Philistines. So he thought the closer he could get to David, even making David family, the the opportunity he would have to basically see David killed to do harm to David. So he finally um, he finally has his men convince David to marry his second daughter. Mikhail, and he tells David, or has has them tell David that he wants, I think, a hundred philistines. Um, I think that was the number. I'm not sure, but basically, he wants the philistines dead. But again, his plan was that David would fall at the hand of the philistines. So, what does what does David do? He marries Mikhail. Mikhail loves David anyway. And so that just helps Saul because his daughter had love for David. 
that in Charles' mind helped him to kind of what he thought would advance his plan to have David killed. And the Bible said that he remained an enemy of David, that Saul remained an enemy of David for the rest of his life. Now, as I began to meditate on that a little bit and knowing what I know about David and different scriptures in the Bible, David was one who always inquired of the Lord. And I began to think, why didn't he inquire of the Lord in this case? Like, okay, I know, David, you were working um, or you were under Saul, you were his armor bearer, um, and you made a covenant with Jonathan. I get all that, but... Saul just like tried to kill you and you were able to escape from that but now you're going to marry your daughter why doesn't the bible say anything about you inquiring of the lord and the revelation that I received was that David respected the relationship he respected and honored the position that God put him in remember it was Samuel who went and anointed David. So David knew from the anointing that he had a he had a purpose. That he had a purpose for the relationship he was in with Saul. Even though Saul tried to take his life, all of that he still stayed. He still honored the king. And I was like, man, that is, that right there, y'all, I want you to think about that. Even in the relationship where the man that he respected, the man that he loved, the man's son, Jonathan, whom he befriended and came in a good relationship with, loved him as he loved himself, he tried to kill him twice. Most of us would have been like, oh, I'm out. You done tried to kill me or you tried to get me fired or you tried to do this or do that or you lied on me. I'm done with you. But yet David stayed. Uh, a man who always inquired of the Lord stayed. Again, why did he require? Because he understood. <laughs> he understood the assignment that he had to say. Saul was a, at first, as I was reading, I thought, was, was it that David just didn't know? But David knew he tried to fit you. He, he tried to fit him to the wall. He knew. He knew what Saul was about, but he stayed. And it made me think about Jesus. At the table with Judas, he knew Jesus said, one of you, one of you are going to betray me. One of you are going to betray me. He knew he could have said, oh, uh, Judas, you're not sitting here, uh-uh. But he stayed. Obedience to the plan, even in relationships, we have to be obedient, even when people do us wrong. We have to be obedient to the purposes and plan of God for that particular relationship. And it may not look like anybody else's. Let 
us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. For your name is great, O God, and greatly to be praised. For your name is great, O God, and greatly to be praised. For your name is great, O God, and greatly to be praised. Your name, O God, is above all names. For you are Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are the one, God, in every relationship. You declare the end from the beginning. No relationship is by accident. No relationship is by chance. No relationship is by coincidence. God, you ordained every relationship in our lives to fulfill your plan and your purpose for our lives. God, we know that many times we have, we ourselves have entered into relationships that are not good for us. And we know, oh God, just like Saul had a plan, according to your word, oh God, Saul had a plan that would allow David to be destroyed by the hand of the Philistines. God, we know that there are people in our circle. There are people that we are connected to, oh God, that don't always have our best interests. There are people that we are connected to, oh God, that would rather speak death into our lives than life. There are people that we are connected to, oh God, who are negative. There are people who we are connected to, oh God, who often will remind us of our past. But oh God, just like you did not allow Saul's plans to prevail over David, we know on today, oh God, that you will not allow the plans of the enemy because Saul was David's enemy, that you will not allow the plans of the enemy to prevail over our lives or over the lives of our family members. For God, your word says that no weapon, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, thou shalt condemn. The weapon of lies formed against us from our enemies will not prosper. The weapon of jealousy and deceit formed against us from our enemies will not prosper. The weapons of betrayal, hallelujah, and bringing up past issues will not prosper. For in Christ, we are new creatures and the old has passed away in the name of Jesus. The weapon, oh God, of condemnation will not prosper. For God, your word says that in you, oh God, there is no condemnation. There is no condemnation over any past mistakes that we've made. There is no condemnation, oh God, that when we knew better, we still chose not to do better. There is no condemnation, oh God, hallelujah, of our rebellion or disobedience, oh God, because we've not only repented, but we turned in the name of Jesus. And if we haven't repented, we take this moment to say, God, forgive us. Forgive us of the relationships that we've been in that we've done wrong. 
search our heart yet again, O oh God, and create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. And help us, O oh God, to turn from our wicked ways, O oh God, so that healing, true healing and restoration of relationships with our children can take place. True healing and restoration of marriages can take place. True healing and restoration of friendships that you ordain can take place in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we thank you that because David stayed, he had success. Hallelujah. For obedience is better than sacrifice. Your word says, oh God, that if not only if we be obedient, but if we be willing and obedient. And it's an attitude of staying. For David's attitude towards Saul didn't change. He was still obedient to the king. He had the attitude to serve. He had the attitude to love. He had the attitude of long-suffering in the name of Jesus. Help us to have that same attitude. For your word said that if we be willing and obedient, that we would eat the good of the land. And God, right now, for everyone under the sound of my voice who is called up on, I'm not staying where I'm not happy. Who are called up on, I'm not staying or I'm not doing this or I'm not dealing with people who do this or do that. God, help them to see that we are made in your image and that our desire, oh God, is to display the fruit of the Spirit. For God, your word says that we would know one another by our fruit. We can't show unconditional love, oh God, if everybody that we choose to love loves us. We can't show agape love, oh God, if we're only kind to people who are kind to us. We can't show forgiveness, oh God, if everybody treats us right. We can't show forgiveness, oh God, if everybody does us no wrong. Let us, oh God, be made more in your image and have the mind and heart of Christ as we go throughout this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.